Hello and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 85. Holy crap, 85. (laughs) So today, it is cold as shit here in Nebraska. The Midwest had like this crappy, cold, like more cold than I really wanted (laughs) or anyone wanted probably um, move through. So far, we don't have any snow, but it's like 45 degrees out. It's windy. It's rainy and kind of just like one of those days where like a good cup of like apple cider and a book sounds like the perfect day. (laughs) Um, It also means that this time of year there's not a whole lot of stuff going on at the ranch for my husband so he is home watching TV. So if you hear weird shit in the background that's him watching like this horrible horrible TV show about remaking cars. Now, I don't mind some of them, but this one's freaking so scripted. You can see them, like, trying to read a prompter. It's awful. They have the, like, prerequisite of, like, the rebel, the financial nerd, the, um, crazy redneck guy, and then the super cute, uh, female that fixed it. Like, they're all the same except for, I think Count's Customs doesn't have a chick in it anymore. I don't know. Anyway, my husband loves to watch that stuff because cars are his thing, but they get to me after a while. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to do, wanted to tell you that I have things going on in the background in case you hear some weird shit. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about the word witch. I know I've talked about this before and what it means to people, but I kind of want to talk about the entomology, the terminology within our spiritual community, um, and kind of talk about labels. I know I've talked about them before, but I want to go kind of deeper into it and talk to you about like the different labels within our um, spiritual community, within the witch community. Um, that way, if you are new to this, or maybe you just uh, have been in the closet and you, the broom closet is what I'm talking about, <laughs> and you haven't really interacted much with anybody else in the witchy community. And it can be super confusing when you're talking to someone, like even online, you're like texting or you're commenting on a post um, and you don't understand the labels and stuff that everybody's using for each other, or maybe <clears throat> you don't fully understand what labels apply to you. So I thought it would be kind of a good idea to go ahead and talk about it. (laughs) So we humans love to put labels on things and make everything fit nicely in its perspective, like little metaphorical box. (laughs) We label everything from like the style we dress. So we've got like a whole crap load of different styles, but like what I'm talking about is like goth. You dress goth or you dress preppy or trendy or what is that thing my daughter was talking about? A visco girl. I still don't know what the fuck that is, but evidently that's like a a way to dress or an aesthetic. Anyway, spirituality isn't any different. Um, and I do loathe labels for the most part because I feel like it limits. Even yourself, when you give yourself a a label, sometimes I think that can be limiting. However, (laughs) sometimes labels serve their purpose and in spirituality, it can really assist us in understanding what each of our perspectives is in a relationship to spirituality. So when somebody is talking about a subject and they get offended or they're super passionate, if you know kind of what label, who who are they? Like what are they practicing? Are they eclectic? Are they 
uh, secular, non-secular, that kind of thing, you can really understand what they're actually, where they're coming from. And as a witch, the label I've been most often um, mislabeled would be as a Wiccan. You know what? And I used to get a bit butthurt about being mislabeled, but now I really just try to educate somebody if they're open to it. If they're open to being educated on, you know, like why I am not a Wiccan, but I do claim the word witch, um, then I will. If not, if they're not open to it, I just move the fuck on. Because <laughs> really, what's the point in... Um, I don't know. You, it's okay to be misunderstood. Somebody posted today this like meme about you know it's, there's a lot of freedom in allowing someone to misunderstand you. Like you don't always have to be mis- <laughs> to be understood, and there's a lot of freedom in that. And I have learned that lately. But if I feel like they're like wanting to know things, then I definitely will um, talk to them about it. Um, and it's not like being called a Wiccan is offensive to me. It's just not my label. And sometimes that used to, especially in my younger years, really piss me off because I wanted so bad to be understood and to be seen for who I am. And that really irritated me. And of course, as I got older, that kind of, that kind of feeling of being upset like that kind of fell away and it, it doesn't really bother me anymore. Um, but anyway, I thought we'd talk about labels. Um, our coven members, the coven members in the WW coven, and I have talked about this in one of the classes because uh, learning the lingo is kind of important when you're going to converse with individuals in this, within the spiritual community. And I wanted to make sure, sure that my language and what I was talking about was understood because I think that's it's just something that's super important to me. Language is super important. I am a Gemini. <laughs> so, so that's what we're going to do. For some of you, this is going to be a review, um, but it's always nice to kind of brush up on it and to remember all these terms, uh, especially people that are in the WW Coven. You already know this information. We went over it. We even took quizzes and kind of really dove into it a little bit. Um, but I want to take a minute and talk about the entomology of the words witch and witchcraft. So first... Like, I know I asked you this, like, one of my very first episodes, um, ask you how you feel when someone speaks the word witch. How about if someone called you this name, how would you feel? So, in passing, if somebody's talking about wit, somebody that is a witch, how does that make you feel? And then, how would it feel if they actually called you one? Um, it's different for a lot of people, even if you are out as a witch. Um, it's very, I don't know, it feels validating for me. It feels good when somebody calls me by that label. And as somebody who like seriously hates being put in a tiny little box, I love when somebody, I don't know, to me, it's like, it's honoring who I am when somebody calls me a witch. So I really like it. So but the word does have considerable amount of baggage attached to it, and for good reasons. Um, history has used the word witch as a derogatory term to describe an unpleasant female. Um, it's been used to strike fear into others and used as a scapegoat, um, as it was during the witch trials. Um, history has shunned those who claim the word and forced the word upon those whose society deems undesirable, threatening, taboo, or otherwise kind of outside the comforts of societal norms. 
It's important as you start out on your journey to take some time and sit with this word. If you would like to claim it, sit with it. Whether you intend to claim it or not, it's just, it's really good to sit with how you feel about it. What is, what are the physical feelings? Um, when I am called a witch, like I get like almost like butterflies in my chest, not bad ones, but like really good ones. I find that I will stand a little taller. I find that um, overall, I feel really good when I'm called a witch. Um, witchcraft has a little different uh, feel to me because I think a lot of it's misunderstood. So when somebody is saying witchcraft, I'm constantly looking for what they're saying between the lines. Like, are they saying what witchcraft really is or are they using it as, um, are they not understanding what it actually is? So anyway, <laughs> the word has energy behind it and those who speak the word determine the en energy behind it. So that is another thing that you really need to, or if you're going to do this, really um, think about that too. Like, when I'm called a witch from somebody in my community or my husband or my daughter, I really love it. When somebody uses it as a derogatory term or looks at me or says something on Facebook in, an, in a negative light, using the word in a negative way, that does rub me wrong because they're not, they're taking my word, <laughs> you know, what I call myself and twisting it and that pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I won't dwell too long on the entomology of our craft terms, but I feel it's kind of important to see that our labels were positive in the beginning. According to uh, entomonline.com, the word witch comes from an old Eng English, I'm going to say it wrong, I've looked at it on, um, for all of you that hate that I can't pronounce things, because I, I, there's a group of you that do, I'm super sorry. It's W-I-C-C-E, and I'm just going to say Wicca, Wicca, I don't know, which meant female magician or sorceress. Wicca is a male wizard or one who practices witchcraft, according to that particular website. Back in those times, it was particularly or perfectly acceptable to be a male or a female and being be accused of being a witch right? Because it was something that was more positive. The low German translation of Wiccan, W-I-K-K-E-N, or W-I-C-K-E-N, was one who practices witchcraft. And Wicker, W-I-K-K-E-R, or C-K-E-R, meant soothsayer. So none of these had negative connotations in the early years of humanity. There are many forms of this word throughout the early humanity that meant other things like necromancer and divination, but we're going to talk about what ours means. And according to the same website, in the laws of Alfred in 1890, as a, a publication, witchcraft was specifically singled out as a woman's craft whose practitioners were not to be suffered to live among West Saxons. Here's where it starts to take a turn. Old English witchcraft or Wicca craft, that W-I-C-C-E-C-R-A-E-F-T, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, means witchcraft, derived from the early Wicca, W-I-C-C-E. And as you know, the world changed. It began to definitely become a different um, 
climate for those who were not Christian. So Christianity came into the picture and the word took on a new meaning. It was less than positive. In 1542, witchcraft was a punishable crime as per the English British law. The last trial was in 1717 and the Witchcraft Act was repealed in 1736 there. And I'm not going to bore you with the entire history of the word. Um, We could have a whole nother episode on the trials and I plan on that. (laughs) Um, But let's just say it took a turn for the worse. Um, Even after the repeal of the Witchcraft Act, it just doesn't get better as history goes. Um, it's, it was no longer a word for the person in the village that has knowledge of herbs and midwifery. It was a word to condemn and ostracize largely just women. And this to me is when the patriarchy (laughs) pops in and starts forming, um, a narrative against the female, um, largely females were the ones that were killed or persecuted for for being a witch and as if you've read anything about it or if you took uh, world history um you know that most of those people were not actually witches they were people who liked to heal with herbs they were the midwife they were a woman that some higher class woman felt their husband um looked at them wrong so it was it was a it was an, a weapon. They weaponized the word witch, and I find that absolutely unforgivable <laughs> that you could take such a beautiful word and make it a weapon. That is a very, very short <laughs> um, entomology lesson about the evolution of the word witch and witchcraft. So now I just want to talk about the terminology. So let's just talk about the words in our community. These are a few terms that are good to be familiar with and know the differences between them. Okay, Um, and I'm going to talk about them in in more in depth in a second. But so let's just for the purposes of this course, like of what I'm talking about, um, which means any person, regardless of gender, religion, spiritual practice, belief in deities um, that practices witchcraft so regardless of pretty much anything you practice witchcraft if you would like to claim the word witch it's yours um and i'm going to talk about witchcraft witchcraft according to wikipedia i just want to give you this one they say witchcraft or witchery is and i'm gonna this is quoting it is the practice of magical skills spells and abilities witchcraft is a broad term that varies culturally and societally and thus can be difficult to define with precision which I think is a pretty decent definition. Normally, anything to do with the metaphysical field, I usually hate what <laughs> what Wikipedia has to say about it because a lot of times they'll categorize it as some kind of fiction crap. But they don't in this um, particular definition. So, which witchcraft? Let's talk about Wicca. Wicca is a belief system and way of life based upon the reconstruction of pre-Christian traditions originating in Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, according to uh, wicca.com. It's a structured path with doctrine to abide by. I'm not going to go in too deep into what the Wiccan belief is, but um, the, but what Wicca is, but that is a short definition of it. If you're more, um, if you're interested in it, you can go to Wicca.com. 
Um, a Wiccan is a person that follows the Wiccan tradition. So what I mean by doctrine and structured path is they have, um, you're indoctrinated into it if you're in a in, in a coven, they will initiate you. Um, I believe in some of them there's levels of Wicca that you can um, rise up. Um, you can, or they, they have laws or rules of Wicca um, that you are supposed to abide by. Um, secular, this is an important term because to me, this is not talked about enough. Secular means not subscribing to any religious dogma or including any deity or deities in your practice. So I want you to sit with that just a second. I'm gonna repeat it. So secular means not subscribing to any religious dogma or including any deity or deities in your practice. And what this means for witchcraft is that if you practice, if your practice is secular, then witchcraft is practiced without a deity. Non-secular, is including deity or deities, if that, I hope that makes sense. So you can practice witchcraft with or without any kind of uh, belief in a higher power. It's okay, you can either use it with or without. Polytheism. Polytheism is the belief in more than one deity. This means that if you work with more than one deity in your spiritual practice, an example would be paganism in Greek history. So with me, I am polytheistic, meaning I work with more than one deity in my spiritual practice. I also include this deity um, honoring within my witchcraft. So when I do a spell, sometimes I will ask a certain deity or deities to be present or to help me carry out um, the spell. I hope that, I hope that makes sense. Monotheism is the belief that there is only one deity. This means that you practice, your practice includes one deity. An example would be Christianity. So they believe in one God, one deity, that's it. So monotheism. Now, if you believe or work with only one deity, it doesn't have to be just Christianity. So say I only worked with, um, I don't know, Hecate. I only work with her. That's monotheism. Um, it doesn't ma matter if it's an Abrahamic or non-Abrahamic uh, deity. It just means one. Okay. Pagan. This is another really important word. Pagan is a word that comes from the Latin word paganus or paganus, which was used to describe non-Christians at the end of the Roman Empire and those who believe in more than one deity. Often this word refers to those who do not recognize the Abrahamic God of Christianity. Now, if you are a pagan, you can be called a pagan and be monotheistic. So if you, if I worked with only Hecate, I would be a monotheistic pagan. Um, a neo-pagan, you're going to see this term when you read articles, a lot of times people will talk about the word neo-pagan. Neo-pagan literally means new pagan. This is someone who practices paganism today. So this is just our new world take on old beliefs. Um, a sabbat. Sabbat is a word to describe the eight festivals of the year celebrated by some witches, Wiccans, and other neo-pagans. So sabbats are not always um, celebrated if you're a witch. Another important term would be esbots. 
according to Wikipedia, the term esbot is derived from Old French, and I can't pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try, um, meaning to frolic and amuse oneself, di- uh, diversion. Now it means certain phases of the moon that neo-pagans and witches honor. So this is a super short list of some basic terms that you're going to hear, you're going to hear people talk about, and they can be super, super confusing. (laughs) So if you're not completely clear about all those, it's okay. Um, You can totally look them up online, really think about what each word means to you. Now I want to talk about label stacking. So the terms can be a bit confusing when speaking with others about their paths and their labels. So let's took, look a bit on how we as a community stack labels. So can I be a monotheistic witch? Yes. You can most definitely believe in one deity, for example, and the Abrahamic God that we just talked about in Christianity. Um, You can totally claim the word witch. The two terms uh, can be separate. A Christian practice uh, that practice, a Christian that practices secular witchcraft. Or a Christian that practices non-secular witchcraft by including the Abrahamic God in their practice. So... I'm going to break this down a little bit better. So if you're a Christian that practices secular witchcraft, you're someone who, so you go to church on Sunday, you believe in Jesus and the Abrahamic God, right? And then you also practice witchcraft, meaning you still have a practice that you do that is completely secular. So I'm going to light a candle and... um say that's for good health, but I'm not going to ask my God to do it. I'm not going to ask anything. I'm just putting it out there, right? Or you work with um, your tarot cards is another example of this. If you're going to read tarot, some people really, really uh, lean on their guides and other deities and things like that to help them get messages through. If you are a Christian or somebody that practices secular witchcraft and you don't involve it in your practice, then you ask nobody but your own intuition, your own self um, to help you with um, interpreting those cards. Does that make sense? It's kind of muddy. So the Christian that practices non-secular witchcraft includes their God in their witchcraft. So they light a candle and ask their God to do whatever. So if I'm if if I am a non-secular Christian witch, then I light this candle for good health and I ask God to please um you know by this using my witchcraft practice uh, of of lighting this candle. Say I made it with herbs and crystals and things like that and I'm I'm going to ask um God to help me carry out whatever the intention of that candle was. Um Sounds super muddy, and I hope I'm articulating the difference. (laughs) So, secular, not involving any god, non-secular, including. So, can a monotheistic witch be a pagan? Wait, you know what? Before, let's go back. If you have any questions about being a Christian witch, I I did do an interview. Um, I interviewed a Christian witch and she answered all kinds of questions regarding that, all kinds of misconceptions. She kind of debunked those and talked really in depth about being a Christian witch. So I'm going to put that in the the show notes so that you can refer to that because she talks about it way better than I do. (laughs) 
Okay, so can I be a monotheistic witch and be a pagan? Yes. If you believe or honor a different deity other than the Abrahamic God, so that means you're a pagan. You don't, you don't honor, um, you honor something other than, right? Other than the Abrahamic God in the Bible. And include whatever this other deity is in your witchcraft practice, then you are by definition a monotheistic witch. Does that make sense? <laughs> so, um, and then let's talk about um, being a polytheistic pagan. So I am a polytheistic uh, pagan witch. I do not honor the, or believe, or follow the dogma of the Abrahamic God. Um, I use other deities. So by that definition, I am a pagan, right? So, and I honor more than one polytheistic, and I practice witchcraft. So I am a pagan polytheistic witch. Um, it brings up another, that brings up another point. Okay, do you have to be a witch to be pagan? No. You can be pagan and not practice witchcraft. You can follow whatever uh, dogma you want. If, as long as, if it's, uh, you can be a pagan all by itself. You don't have to practice witchcraft to be one. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> can you be Wiccan? Can a Wiccan be a secular witch? By definition, no. Wiccan tradition includes deity in their doctrine other than the Abrahamic God. Okay? So their actual doctrine that includes um, other, another deity or deities, um, they have that built into their, um, their belief system. So, so no. Can a Wiccan be a pagan? Yes, pagan infers the practice of believing in deity or deities other than the Abrahamic God. So yes, a Wiccan can be a pagan by definition. I know this is getting so confusing. <laughs> so does a witch have to be a pagan? Nope, I talked about that a little bit ago. These are all questions, by the way, that I was asked. Um, no, as discussed um, earlier, the term witch can stand alone. Uh, without a deity or with deities, okay? And pagan is either witch with witchcraft or without. Oy. Okay, so there are plenty other neo-pagan paths besides being a witch, like Druidism and Odinism, just to name a couple. Um, can you be a witch and be an atheist? Absolutely. Witch is a name to describe a person that practices a form of witchcraft. Witchcraft can be secular in nature. So you cannot believe in a higher power and still practice witchcraft because witchcraft all by itself, being secular, is just the act of practicing um, what you believe is magical or um, any of the things that we do. You can just, if you just take out the, the higher power part of it, then that makes it secular. And that makes it as a, you can be an atheist and still be a witch. I think that's not talked about nearly enough because I do know atheist witches. They do not involve any kind of deity. They believe this is the end. This is, there is no afterlife. There is no, there's nothing. And, and what I, as much as that's hard for me to wrap my head around, they have the freedom to do so. And I think that they should not be excluded in the conversations when we're talking about being a witch and how these terms um, 
are, are stacked on each other and misunderstood. Because I think um, often when somebody says you're a witch, um, even me within my, within my community, within the larger community of witchy people, I think that when you say I'm a witch, the first gut or that first knee-jerk reaction is to automatically assume that they are a pagan, meaning they uh, honor someone other than the Abrahamic God, and that they include said God in their witchcraft, meaning it's non-secular. And that is not the case <laughs> in all, that's not, that's definitely not the case. I've met so many Christian witches in my journey, and you know, it's not my path, but their path, but my path isn't theirs either. And we can still get along. We can still have an intelligent conversation with each other and um, share ideas and share experiences of our witchcraft and do it in a respectful way. Um, I think that that needs to happen more often. Um, just because we're different does not mean we're against each other. And right now, especially because <laughs> the U.S., um, I don't know where you're from listening, but in the United States, we're going through a very chaotic, uh, traumatizing time in our history. Um, we have an election coming up and I'm finding that people, you can, if you're not for, like there's idea A and idea B. And if you're not for idea B, they automatically think you're against it. And that's not, <laughs> that's not the truth. Um, just because I, I believe in one thing doesn't, mean that I want to attack or I want to disregard the other options. Um, I believe that everybody should have the freedom to believe whatever the hell they want to as long as it doesn't, as long as your belief system doesn't hurt other people, then why the hell not? I mean, it doesn't make sense to limit people. Um, our spirituality is super personal and if my path is, is you know, involving uh, multiple uh, deities that are not the Christian God, and my friend involves or only believes in the Christian God, why can't it be like that? Um, and for the most part, I have come in, like, most of the people I've come into contact that don't believe the same thing I do, but still still claim that word witch, are super <laughs> nice people. They're accepting, um, open-minded and kind and it sounds so simplistic of me to say but a little fucking kindness goes a long ways and right now there's not enough of it um one thing I am seeing within our community is a little bit of division because of the election and it makes me pretty sad because there's a there's some people that I was very close to and our country went through or started this awful election journey <laughs> and some people have drifted away from me and it sucks. I, it's not like I have said anything that, that I meant to hurt them or that I wanted them to not be a part of my life. It's just that our beliefs, I guess, became one of those things where maybe this other person felt like if I wasn't aligned with their beliefs than I was against them. But that's not the truth at all. I believe one thing. Anybody else can believe whatever the hell they want. Um, as long as you're not being derogatory about it or rude or insisting that everybody believes what you believe, then dude, you do you. Um, I know that it just makes me sound so simple. <laughs> but um, I really do believe that kindness is something that is not a part of 
of our world enough. And even if I don't agree or strongly agree with somebody, it is something that I try to do with kindness. I try not to belittle them because of their beliefs. Um, I try not to make them feel less than um, because of their beliefs versus mine. It's something that I try to be very aware of because that's something that's happened to me um, in different different situations. And so I'm getting way off topic. <laughs> so far off topic. So I want you to think about all the terms, <laughs> what they mean to you, and like, if you had to put a label on yourself, what are what are you? Um, and the only reason I started thinking about this is because I started this podcast and a lot of people were asking me, what, what do you believe in? What are you? What are your labels? And um, I have to do biographies, you know, for when I am advertising or when I do an ad um, and we do an ad swap or anything like that, I have to think about who am I and how do I best describe myself? And it came down to the basic definitions. Like I literally looked up online, like, what the hell am I? I believe in more than one deity. Don't believe in the Christian God. Okay. That makes me a polytheistic pagan. Um, And I practice non-secular witchcraft. So that makes me a (laughs) polytheistic pagan witch. Um, And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that um, label because that is who I am. That is how I practice my spirituality. The, all of that is part of my spirituality. Um, I don't, I can't imagine for myself, like not involving more than one deity or not having the option to learn about a new deity and include that um, being in my practice. That is another thing that is very, very important to me is that I have freedom to grow in my practice. And um, I like that from year to year, I can grow and I can drop what what doesn't resonate. If I have a deity that I that no longer is something that I feel a deep connection to, there's no reason to um, force a relationship. And forcing a relationship is not good for anyone. I mean, whether it's a a spiritual being or a person here on earth, um, forcing a relationship only causes tension and (laughs) really, really big disappointed expectations. Um, So, I like that. I like that I can learn about a new deity. I can learn about different different cultures that resonate with me or are connected to my ancestry. And I know that word, that, that sentence is going to trigger some people because of cultural appropriation. So I'm going to just put, put a pin in that because I promise you I'm going to have a pretty big episode just about cultural appropriation and I'm not going to talk about it just me I'm going to have a group of people with varying cultural backgrounds and belief systems and opinions about that word cultural appropriation and we're going to just get it all out there we're going to talk about it we're going to probably disagree (laughs) at times agree at others but that's the great thing about um the circle of people that I 
find myself in at the moment is that we can disagree, even disagree pretty damn strongly, and still be there for each other and respect each other not any less, but probably more because we're, we feel safe enough and empowered around each other to share our beliefs and opinions, even if it is different from each other. So I promise you, we are going to have a big long talk about that because it has become something that is in our, in the U.S. right now, um, cultural lines have been a very big, um, subject, a very big subject all the way around, um, in the news, in society, in the witchy community. It's something that we probably need to talk about. So that I will do. I, I really, really am excited about this. Um, I think it needs to be talked about. Anyway, okay, totally got off subject again. Um, I wanted to talk about different beliefs, um, in this, in that episode, but I also wanted to, while I'm thinking about it, so, uh, an example of being able to get along is that my husband and I don't always share the same political um, political beliefs. Um, he leans more my way <laughs> or more the way that I have found, um, but there are certain things that he's definitely very strongly opinionated about and I don't agree. Um, we're still married. I still love him very much and I still re respect his opinions. Um, but that's because we're very honest with each other and we don't hold anything back because I think when you hold stuff back, that's when you start resenting each other and you start resenting the relationship because you can't be your authentic self. I can be my loudmouth authentic self and he, he takes that as, okay, this is me, you know, this is my wife. My wife has very strong opinions around certain things and I respect that and he lets me um, voice those because it's important for me to be able to speak my truth and be heard. He, he doesn't have to like what I, what he hears. I just want to be able to speak my truth. And I let him do the same thing. He may have some pretty strong opinions around some subjects that I don't exactly agree with him about, but we still talk about it. I still listen. I still allow him to speak his truth. Um, and I know this is, has nothing to do with the episode, but I feel like we need to maybe spread that around a little bit, that it's okay to um, need to be heard. Right now, I feel guilty sometimes for the things I'm feeling because I feel like I don't have any right to. I don't have any right to be angry about certain things that are going on in the U.S. because I'm not a part of that group. But I still need to be able to have the freedom to say, okay, I can still be really pissed off about this certain thing. Um, even if I'm not in the group or in this particular demographic, I can still be very upset about it. Now, I'm not going to be, uh, you know, spearheading any kind of movement because that's not my place. However, I can be supportive of those that are that are in the right place to 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 support and to lead some kind of movement. I hope that's not too like convoluted, but I don't want to get too specific. <sighs> okay. So, um, I have the cultural appropriation episode coming up. I have another episode coming up that we will talk with some male identifying witchcrafts from different, um, I want to say demographics and different beliefs. Um, we're going to talk to them about how it, how, what is it like being in 
the spiritual community, in the witchy community? How is it to be claiming the word witch and not being a female-identifying human being? <laughs> um, I would love to know. I have been catching myself using very exclusionary type language. So like when I address the group, I may some say something like ladies or do any of you women or whatever. And I have definitely been watching my terms and I did post it in, even in our witchy woman friends group, I did post if we could please start using inclusion, like let's include everybody. We don't have to say ladies. We don't have to address the group as one um, gender because there are a whole wide array of um, genders that we identify with within this group. So um, it got me thinking, well, how is it to be not um, addressed correctly? How is it to be a man, to be identifying as a man within this community that is predominantly or in the past has been predominantly uh, female identifying? So um definitely going to have a fun time talking to them. Um, I'm going to answer some questions that I have from listeners about that subject. Um, and they're going to share with us their experience. And I appreciate them doing that so much because it's a vulnerable position to be in um, to share this kind of experience. And to me, it's so, it's, I don't know, it's just so different because as a female, um, I feel like we're excluded from plenty of things and I think I just get used to it sometimes as like, and I do it. I will say, hey, you guys. To me, I'm from the Midwest, so we say, hey, hey guys, and that's a male term, but I say, hey, guys, meaning everybody, but I've been noticing that it doesn't resonate. Like, it really kind of, when I say it, it kind of, I'm like, oh, I'm excluding, I'm literally excluding my own gender <laughs> by saying, hey, guys. Um, so I've been watching my language when I address more than one person. <laughs> um, and maybe that's going overboard. I don't think so. I think that us as humanity, I think we're evolving. And that's why everyone's so pissed off and things are so chaotic is because we're evolving. We're evolving and people are speaking out about who they really are. And that makes some people very uncomfortable. Um, so we need to change the way we speak about things. Um, I have another episode that's in the works um, and we're going to talk about non-binary terms and pronouns and that whole thing will, will happen as well because I think that it's happening in we as a witchy spiritual type community. I think that we need to be on top of that shit. <laughs> we need to be changing and evolving our human language the way we are interacting with each other needs to change because the terminology is changing and um it's just something that lately I've been really freaking called like I've been pulled so much to watch my tongue I literally have been getting like messages from my guides like when I'm speaking to someone uh, I've gotten message hey watch your tongue watch your tongue watch your tongue watch your tongue um be aware of how you're speaking and how that affects everybody because if somebody called me a man I'd be like why why are you calling me a man I'm obviously you know not a man and that, that, that literally came to me, my guides were like, how would you feel if somebody called you a man and kept referring to you as dude or man or, or gay and um, you're obviously uh, identifying as female? 
And that got me thinking about how it would feel if when I use the wrong damn pronoun and how that makes my friends feel when I use the wrong pronoun. So um, maybe think about that too a little bit. Um, Okay, I have seriously rambled on for like 20 minutes just on random shit, but this was supposed to be about the word and the terminology and the entomology of the word witch and witchcraft. (laughs) So I'm sure that I'm going to get a lot of texts, messages, and emails about this episode and how some people don't resonate with the definitions. And I want to put out there again, the definitions came from um, different websites that I found to be uh, nice, big, reputable, reputable websites. So I'm not speaking, a lot of this is not my opinion. Most of this is when I'm talking about the definitions, this is stuff I pulled straight off of a website um, that was either Wikipedia or a, or a spiritual website. And I'm going to put all those in the show notes that way. If you would like to look them up, you can totally look them up. Okay. Um, anyway, I can't remember if there's anything else going on, but I think that's it. So, um, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't know what to name my cat. So I got this new kitten and I've posted him on Instagram and I've shown pictures to people and he is absolutely freaking adorable. He's this tiny little cream colored um, kitty cat with like real pale orange uh, ears um, on his nose, his tail and on his little toesies. He's also, it's called a flame point. I know that, um, but he's just a barn kitty cat. Um, He also you can tell he's a tabby because he's like cream and darker cream because you can very faintly see like these little ghost um stripes so I don't know what to name him I've like we're weird we name things strange so like my dog's named Pablo Escobar um Damon is Damon Salvatore um you get the drift so um like the only thing I can think of is Pirate Steve or Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball but that's a lot of, that's a lot to say, Steve the Pirate. Um, so if anybody has a better idea, maybe like we'll do something on Instagram, like name my cat so I can get some, some ideas. Cause I'm fresh. Like I've never been this blank when picking a name for my animals. Usually it usually comes to one of us, Brad or me usually is like, okay, that cat or that dog, this is its name. And that's what we go with. And it's like within the first 30 minutes of meeting the animal. And this time it's not happening. So help me. (laughs) Um, okay. Okay. That's all I've got. Um, yeah. So as, as always stay witchy. Bye-bye.